Welcome to the Church on the Rock podcast. It is our prayer that this message brings hope and encouragement into your life as you go about your week. Thanks for tuning in. And I think that when we come to the house of the Lord, we need to give praise to Him. Amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to talk about today, I want to talk about, the Lord's been putting this in my heart, and I'm going to probably take two or three weeks and and deal with the subject of service and serving the Lord, and how we serve the Lord, and what attitude we serve the Lord with, and what heart we serve the Lord with. Anybody with me today? How many want to accept the challenge today to serve the Lord with gladness, to serve the Lord with a vigorous and a heart of enthusiasm? But uh, I want to talk about how we do this, and how we do this, and how we do this, how we live in community. You know, every person lives in a tribe, a village, a community, It could be a family, a neighborhood, work, or a club you're in, church. Whatever it is, we all live life with others. Can you say amen to that? Uh, Jane Howard said this, call it a clan, call it a network, call it a tribe, call it a family. Whatever you call it, whoever you are, you need one. So we're all living life together. So in living life together, we've got an issue that we need to discuss and to hone in on today because the world teaches independence. The world teaches individualism. But for us to live together in community or in club or in family or in tribe or village, whatever you call it, we can't live in this selfish mentality and this, and this uh, way where we're just looking out for A number one and out for ourselves. You know, the world says, look out for you because no one else, no one else does. This is a position that the world takes, this position of individualism, independence, but the Bible teaches interdependence, where we depend on each other. We depend on the the, the tribe or the people or the community for survival and to sustain in this life. Are you all with me today? Uh, and, And I think God wants to show us some things on that. This position, the world and culture, it opposes it. But, and that's why Paul said, I'm going to read a scripture today that says this. The Bible teaches, well, before I do that, Herbie Mann said this. Herbie Mann said this. Being selfish to me means that you have to look out for yourself and you don't have to sacrifice. Okay? We're talking about community. We're talking about service to the Lord. The Bible teaches us to offer yourself as a living sacrifice to be of service to the, Lord, to the world or to the Lord. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, if you look at this with me, it says, so then, my friends, because of God's great mercy to us, look at this. It says, I appeal or I urge or I plead to you. I make my appeal. I make my argument. I, I want to say this firm to you, Paul said. And notice the appeal came from Paul, and it wasn't an egotistic God setting up on a throne and saying, hey, look, because of everything I've done for you, now you need to give something back. See, that's even a world's mentality is, is, is we give with the expect, expectancy that you got to give me something back. But, but Paul, if you notice, Paul left God out of this, and he said, I appeal to you. I make my appeal to you. 
I, I, I say to you, I, I, God and Father and Jesus doesn't need to say this. I say to you, offer yourself as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service or holy and set apart and well-pleasing to him. This is true worship that we should offer. This is the true worship that we should offer. And Paul went on again when we talk about countering culture and countering what we have been taught in the way that our nature tells us to react and respond and walk. Paul went on to say in verse 2, he said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by a renewing of the mind. There needs to be a renewing of the mind because if there isn't a renewing of the, of the mind, all of us will follow our sin nature and all of us will follow uh, um, the culture of this world and we will all become selfish people who don't know how, what it means to live together in interdependence in a family, in a club, in a, in, in a, with the military, comes together as a unit or whatever it is, wherever you're at, there has to be this interdependence. The Bible says, because of God's great mercy, I, I appeal this to you. He said, will you offer yourself? You know, it's a question. It's open up to you. Will you offer yourself? Because brothers and sisters, quite frankly, no one else can do that for you. Somebody say amen. amen. It says, ready, present, and available. And the Bible says in Romans 12, 1, it says this. To never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Be ready to serve the Lord at all times. So we're ready, we're present, we're available to be that, that, that sacrifice. And then it says, will you set yourself apart? And then it says, whatever you do, let's do it unto the Lord. And when you do this, it's a spiritual act of worship. You know, we define worship of what we just did with singing a few songs and lifting our hands up and clapping our hands a little bit and, and, and doing that. But I'll show you my worship, and I'll show you my uh, relationship with the Lord, or I'll show you my faith by what I do, James said. Amen. I'll show you my faith by what I do and how I act and how I respond. And when we respond, do, do you know this? Do you know even when, listen to this. I, I remember one day I was driving down the road, and, and there was a strong temptation in me to, to follow a, a, a thought pattern in my, in my mind that I knew was sinful in nature. And I knew if I, I acted on that or I followed that thought, I knew that it was sinful. But everything in me was like wanting to do that, wanting to be aggravated, wanting to be upset about this and wanting to do that. But when I stopped... And I said, Lord, I submit that to you, and I offer my life a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you. Um, I noticed that the, the, the Lord like came up to me, and he said, hey, Brian, even when you deny sin, even when you deny a lust, even when, say you're getting ready to, to um, uh, go someplace on the internet that you're not supposed to go, or say you're getting ready to enter into a situation that you're not supposed to enter into, if you'll stop and you'll offer yourself to the Lord a holy sacrifice, do you know that denial for what you wanted is a way where you're putting yourself down and you're putting God up, and it's a spiritual act of worship? Have you ever looked at denying sin and not giving in to sinful prayer? That's a spiritual act of worship. <clears throat> our actions and our, and our movements are spiritual ways of, act, act of worship. Paul lived his life like this. He spoke of this kind of service, and he spoke of it as a drink offering. I want you to look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. 2 Timothy 4, 
Verse 5 and 6. He said, the work, I've worked hard at telling others the good news. Think about that. I've, Paul said, I've worked hard at telling the others the good news and fully carrying out my ministry. I, I, I'm serving God to my fullest. I'm fully carrying out my ministry or my service that God has given me. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to the Lord. And then another place he said this, but I want you to look at this, that my life has been poured out as an offering to the Lord. My life has been poured out as an offering unto the Lord. Now look at this next one in Philippians 2, verse 16 and 17. It says, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I've not run in vain and labored in vain. What Paul was saying there is he'd been spending a lot of time with his church at Philippi. And there were some things happening and some, some obvious things that he was concerned about. And he was like, man, have I labored in vain? Have I put all this effort, have I put all this energy into these people and into this church and it's for nothing? I, I, have I wasted my time? Have I labored in vain? And then he said this, yes. And if I'm being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, then I'm glad to do it and I rejoice on it. But again, you see Paul talking about how he, his life was poured out as a drink offering unto the Lord. Brothers and sisters, when you, pour, when, when you give your life back to God, here it is. When you give your life back to God, as a, as, a, as a sacrifice, you offer yourself as a sacrifice unto the Lord and, and you give yourself to whatever service that is and, and whatever way that looks like, then that becomes a spiritual act of worship. So what is a drink offering? What does it mean? Uh, look at 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 15 through 17. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. David, King David, the guy that slew Goliath, uh, he was towards the end of his life, and he was in Second Samuel chapter 23. He's talking about all of his mighty men and the great exploits that they did. But in this chapter, he remarked longing to his men. In this chapter, imagine this. He was sitting around a campfire. They had just finished battle. They'd just been fighting some, somebody. And all of his team, his club, his... Um, his um, John, I keep wanting this thought in my mind. What do you call it when military are in a company? His company. His company was setting around a, a fire. His company was setting around, maybe just done with a great battle, and they were talking. But David was just sitting there, and, and they had their battle gear off, and their swords were laid down, and they were cooking some things on the fire. And David said this. He said, oh, man, I would love some good water. From the well by the gate of Bethlehem. Man, I would just love to have some good water. So the three broke out. These three guys broke the lines and they went into the enemy's territory and they began to fight with their swords and their spears. And, and while one was getting the water out of the well by the gate in Bethlehem, the other two were fighting and they fought their way in and they fought their way out so they could bring this water back to David. David is a, repre a representation of serving the Lord. Are y'all with me today? David is a, re this, this 
story is an example of Jesus Christ and through David and these men and these women are us and that is Jesus saying, oh, that I would love to have some good water. Oh, that I wish this would happen. Oh, that I would love for you to do that. Oh, that I would love, whatever it may, may, may be. But these men did it. But when they got back, it says he refused to drink it. David refused to drink it. Instead, he poured the water out on the ground, listen, as an offering to the Lord. Okay? And this is what Paul's talking about. When you read those scriptures where Paul said that I was being poured out like that onto the ground. Look, have I labored in vain? Have I done this in vain? In this situation that I'm at at work where, where, I, uh, uh, where I ate it and where I, I, I didn't do what I wanted to do, but I did what God asked me to do, it, I, I gave myself as an offering to the Lord, okay? It's that kind of a thing. But David said, the Lord would forbid that I should drink this because this water is precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me so David wouldn't drink it. I want, you, I want us to get this today. I want us to get this today. I want us to get that I plead with you, I beseech you by the mercies of God that we don't follow the culture of this world and we don't follow our individual natures that only looks out for ourselves, that we realize that we live in community, in family, in club, in organization, that we live life together And for us to live life together, then we need to present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Are you all with me? And we need to make decisions, not what's best for us, father or mother. We need to make decisions, business owner or somebody working in a business, what's best for the corporation and not us. We need to make decisions in our church world and wherever our decision, it doesn't need to be what's best for me, 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 but what's best for the community. Are y'all with me today? I, I, I really feel this, I feel this word strong today. So what does this mean to me? What does this look like for me? And, and listen, guys, for us to do that, for us to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, listen, Sometimes you get walked on. Sometimes it doesn't work out for you. Sometimes it doesn't look good for you. Sometimes you have to take some shots. Sometimes you have to to eat the mud pie. Sometimes, um, do, do you know one time there was something, oh, I better not share that. I'll just tell you one time there was something that I knew God was asking me to do. And I didn't want to do it. But I knew he was telling me to do it. And it would have been easier probably to pull up and set down to a pile of you-know-what and eat it than to do, listen to me, listen to me, than to do what God was asking me to do. I'm telling you, it can get that way sometimes. But, but when, you, when you're doing, listen, when you're doing it as unto the Lord, come on, when you're doing it as unto the Lord, it turns into a spiritual act of worship. When when you begin to, to take the high road and to lay down your wants and to lay down your desires, you know what I love about Paul? Paul was so honest 
and when you read the Bible, you can read, you can feel emotions and personality in it. How many know what I'm talking about? The other day I was reading uh, 1 Corinthians 16 with this, where Paul was closing the book up and kind of telling them some stuff to do. And he said, here's some things he said in 1 Corinthians 16. He said, hey, there's a wide door open in front of you, but know where there's a wide door, the opponent is there. So I was like, hey, whenever there's a wide door of opportunity, I need, you know, there's the opponent's there to stop you. How many know that? But then he went on a little bit further and he said, hey, church, I want to talk to you about my man Timothy a little bit. Timothy's serving you guys, church. Listen, listen what Paul said. He said, guys, I want you to take it a little easy on him. It's his first appointment, and he's young, and some of you are being critical on him and being tough on him to where he's getting a little inferior and a little afraid to where I had to write him and say, hey, Timothy, uh, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. He said, church, you need to start taking it easy on this young man and give him a chance to grow. I mean, I, I like the way Paul rolled because I want to say that sometimes to people. I want to say, hey, give Braden a chance. This is his first appointment. Hey, give Josh a chance. This is his first appointment. That's our first, I mean, I want to say, give these interns a chance, Mr. or Mrs. High and Mighty. Humble yourselves before the Lord and sacrifice yourself for the good of the community. And quit being all about ourselves, ourselves, ourselves. But then Paul went on a little bit further in 1 Corinthians and he said this. He said, you know what? I ask Apollos to come see you guys. I ask Apollos to come see you guys. And get this, guys, Apollos coming to a church would be like Billy Graham coming to the church. He, he was very well respected. Apollos was like saying James, John, or Peter's coming to your church. I mean, he was a respectable man of God. Listen to what Paul said. He said, I asked Apollos to come and see you, but he told me no. He told me no. And you see some, you see some, you, you see some, friction there. He told me no. He said he had some better things to do. And then he said, I can almost see that, and then he said, and then he said that he would come to you in a more convenient time. And you know, my wife said, take it easy on old Apollos, Brian. You might be getting this wrong. Maybe somebody died in the family, or maybe there was a crisis or something like that. And I said, all right, comrade, I'll give that to you. Maybe it's that, but maybe it's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's what I'm thinking. Maybe Carmen's right on this. It's left up to interpretation. Maybe Carmen's right on this, or maybe I'm right on this. But I kind of feel right on this, because I'm always right. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's always right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, it did hit me. I don't want to go right now. I'll come when it's more convenient. That is an attitude that I think's in people. Well, Lord, I'll do it. But it's got to be on my timetable, and it's got to be when I do it, and it's got to be there's nothing going on, and it's got to be that, that, that I don't have this and I don't have that. And if there's nothing else, and if I feel like it, and if I want to do it, then I'll make myself available. Brothers and sisters, I'm not meaning to beat you up here today. I want to speak some truth and love. That is the attitude of most. That is the attitude of many. 
We let everything come before the Lord. We, we let everything, we let job, we let career, we let money, we let ball games, we let TV, we let social media, we let, we let so many things come before God. And Paul was saying, I want to appeal to you guys. I, I want to make my case to the church by the mercy that God has given you, how he saved you, and how he's changed your life, and how he's offering you heaven, and he's making it where you're not going to hell, and, and, and all this good. I appeal to you, can't we now give ourselves back to him as a living sacrifice? Living sacrifice. And when you choose to do that, sometimes, listen, sometimes your living sacrifice It's coming together now. Sometimes your living sacrifice becomes a spiritual act of worship. Are we getting that today? Sometimes your your sacrifice for the team becomes a spiritual act of worship. All right, what does this mean? What does it look like to me? First and foremost, with offering ourselves to serve the Lord, this is to practice God first living. I kind of talked about that already. The second is just offering to serve anytime he needs it, okay? Here's the next one. Offering ourselves to serve in his church. Did you say that? Yes. Actually, Romans chapter 12 is all about serving uh, actually in the church. Are you all with me today? So if you're anti-church and you're anti-organization, then, then you're going to have to deal with a lot of scripture. Because he was actually talking about offering yourselves to serve in the church. And we're going to talk about that next week. Okay? Now, or here's the next one. Offering ourselves to serve our family. Okay? For the entire family, this means that all of us. All right. If, if we want to use this in family, we're talking about we live in community. If we want to be a living sacrifice, offering ourselves to God in the family, what does that look like? What does that look like? Well, the scripture answers that. For the entire family, look at Ephesians 5.21. Look at Ephesians 5.21. Here's the overarching principle, the, the north star or the direction for everybody in the family if this is to work. Submit, read it with me, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is an overarching principle. Paul's going to talk to the dad. He's going to talk to the mom. He's going to talk to the children. He's going to talk to the husband. He's going to talk to the wife. He's going to talk to all these people groups. But he says, hey, before we open up this conversation, here's the overarching principle that's for everyone. Say say submitting's for everyone. Submitting's for me. It's submitting's for the husband. Submitting's for the wife. Submitting for the children is submitting is submitting for the pastor. Yes. Is submitting for the pastor. Is submitting in friendship important? So submitting is yielding. Hey, submitting is yielding your way for everybody else. The person that taught me that, that more than anything is we were doing a um, crusade one time. And I wanted the speakers set up a certain way. I wanted them here on the stage because I wanted the monitors behind them. And, and I wanted it a certain way. And me and this individual started button heads. Did it matter how it was set up? 
Did it matter? I, I mean, some people want to die for every mountain. Brothers and sisters, there's only a few mountains that you should die for. One is Jesus died. Jesus rose from the dead and he's coming again. Die for those mountains. Don't give up. Die for, uh, there's only one way to be saved and that's through the name of Jesus Christ. Die for that one. Hold that mountain. But when it comes back to your own personal preferences and what you prefer and what you like and that gets into music style and music choice and colors and lights or no lights and chairs and no chairs and color. When it gets into that, Come off of it, buddy, and let's keep the unity in the house because it's more important about unity. It's, it, the, so, so, so anyway, uh, this individual said to me, he said, all right, do, do that. And he actually did it in a good way. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he said that, actually said it like this. He said, for the sake of unity, Okay. Stick that in your heart. For the sake of unity. Okay. Okay. So submitting to one another. For the wives, this means submit to your husbands. It's easy for me to say that because he just told us all to submit. So you don't have a, 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 a man up here saying, women, you need to submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Yeah, you do need to do that. But he told us all to. He told us all to, okay? So submit to your husband as to the Lord. He's the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. He's the savior of the body. As Christ, as the church submits to Christ, wives should submit to their own husbands in everything. And when we do that, it's a spiritual act of worship. Anybody out there say amen? If you wives live with a husband that's quite a piece of work, let's just say it that way. If you live with a husband that's quite a piece of work, then be encouraged with 1 Peter chapter 3. Seriously, women, if you're living with a husband that's kind of a total jerk, get your help from 1, Corinthians, or 1 Peter chapter 3. Seriously. Because that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean to give in to the impulses that you have against him. That means that you're going to have to offer yourself even more as a living sacrifice. And, it, and when you do that, it'll be poured out, and it's a spiritual act of worship to the Lord. 1 Peter 3 is amazing on that, okay? Uh, a submissive wife leverages her strength, power, and influence that she has for her husband. She leverages that, and she leverages it, leverages it so it will push him higher, and it will push him up. And she puts down her own wants and desires. Who influences a man more than his wife? But a godly woman offers herself as a living sacrifice to the Lord. And when he's a certain way, I love how Peter says it. It says, it says and women who trusted in the Lord. When you're living with a guy that you're having to see it all with faith, anybody out there? Still stay true to God's word. It'll win in the end. The Bible says that an unbelieving husband or, or a, a reprobate, as Josh said, husband, it's by your conduct and a quiet spirit and how you treat him nice when he needs to be treated unnice and all that. It's all that wrapped together that causes that man to change. 
And when you do it, women, I'm telling you, when you take one for the Lord, it's a spiritual act of worship. And I commend you. Because I'd say a lot of women take a lot. A lot of women take a lot. But let me encourage you. The other day, I was dealing with a couple. And, um, and I, 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 I saw them hitting, getting like two rams. I saw it starting to hit. And um, because of all the circumstances and stuff, I, I said, look, I, I got to tell you what the, what the word says when they were apart for a second. And I said, I don't know why, what it is with a man, but in his face and yelling will never work. It just won't work. Actually, the word says that. The word says it. Women, I'm, I know it's hard to practice that. I know it is hard to practice that. But if you can trust the word more than how you feel and more than how you think, and you can offer yourself as that living sacrifice, then God looks at you and he receives that as worship, a powerful worship, to a powerful worship. Is that clear, guys? Is that clear? Okay, for, so for wives this means, for husbands this means, love your wives as Christ loved the church. You can say submit there. Husbands, submit. Husbands, submit. Because the overall arching principle is everyone submit to each other. Husband, for this means to you, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And he gave his life for her. Man, men, We're living our own lives. We're doing our own thing. And our wives are dying right beside us and we can't even see it. The other other day I did it. The other day I did it. I was, uh, we had some friends over and we were laughing and, and I get carried away like I always do and I just start shooting off my mouth. And especially after 8.30, I don't have to, I'm not even a drinker. After 8.30, I just seem drunk. No, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but I just start being too happy or something. And, uh, and anyway, the filter goes down and stuff like, that's why I don't go out with people after 8.30. No, I'm just kidding you. <laughs> You're going to know this week, Rich. <laughs> um, but any, anyway, um, I, I, I sensed a little coldness that night. And I was like, what? <laughs> Men, we are clueless half the time. We are clueless. And I was like, what? What what I do? What? The Holy Spirit woke me at 2 o'clock. He woke me up at 2 o'clock. And I started hearing and seeing a movie of me. And I was like, holy smoke, you didn't. You, you what? You dummy. You, oh. So at 3.08 in the morning, I'm writing my wife a text about that long. And I send it. And you know what? Where I appreciate my wife is I kept saying, what's wrong? What's, what'd I do? You know what? She's told me a hundred times what I did. She told me a hundred times what I did, and I still do it. Sometimes there needs to be the power of discovery by the Holy Spirit. 
And I text her, I text her, I said, I'm glad you didn't tell me what I did. Because I discovered it myself. And I'm not repeating that. Would you please forgive me? I'm sorry. Are y'all with me? So to the husband, it means that. For the children, it means obey your parents. You know what? Seriously, I may have messed up. But you know when I did that? It was a spiritual act of worship to the Lord. That's what I want you to get today. For children, this means obey your parents because they belong to the Lord. It's the right thing to do. It's the first commandment with promise. For the fathers, this means don't provoke your children and make them angry by the way you treat them. Bring them up in the discipline and the instruction that comes from the Lord. For all of us, it means asking All of us, if we're all submitting together in community and family, it means asking, is there anything I can do to help make this family better? Is there any way I can grow? Is there anything I can do for this family? Children, we would freak out sometimes if if the children walked up to the parents and say, is there anything I can help you with? Is there anything I can help you with? Would Would it be all right if I cleaned up my room a little today? Could I help with the dishes? Woo, baby, I'm feeling the anointing. And, and all, Josh sent them all upstairs. I'm, not, I'm preaching to the choir today. They're all upstairs. Go get them. <laughs> yeah. By golly, get them kids down here offering themselves as living sacrifices to the Lord. Woo, baby, come on. But you know what? When children obey their parents in the Lord, because it's the right thing to do, it honors God, and it is a spiritual act of worship. And you know, this morning when I was praying about this sermon, I felt the Lord say, listen to me, how old do you have to be to where you're not a child anymore? I felt the Lord say, some of you need to realize that you're still a child to your mom and dad, even if you're 50. And respect and honor doesn't mean just when they're living under your roof. Respect and honor. Listen to me, older people that's here, that, that grandmas and granny and granddads, Judy's, and you guys need to have respect from your children. You guys that have raised up, you need, Bob and Karen, Grammys, granddads, you need respect from your children. It doesn't matter they don't live under your house and under your roof anymore. How old did it have to be to where you're not a child anymore? Everything's a spiritual act of worship to the Lord. Look at this. Offering yourselves to serve our place of employment. We're talking about how we live in community. We've talked about the community of family. We've talked about the community of church. We've talked about, we've talked about we're all living in community. Hey, guys, your place of employment, listen to me. Your place of employment is your community. Now, I'm going to be real The the word's going to be a little tough on you here, but pull this next scripture up. Pull this next scripture up in Colossians. Colossians 3, 22. Look at this. I love this. I, I chose this on purpose. It says, slaves, when you clock in, listen, when you clock in to your work, When you receive a paycheck from an organization, when you are paid for work, when you're at that job, you are on their time, not your own. 
You, you are theirs. You're not your own. This entitlement that, that, that culture teaches us again where we can be mad at our employers and cause division in the, in the workplace and cause the disunity. Robert, us business owners, if all of our people are causing disruption in our business, it, it breaks that, that anointing because unity is an anointing. It breaks that anointing on that business. So church on the rock, people that work, let's, let's, let's at least us not do that. Anybody out there say amen. amen. Show up on time. Give an honest day's work. Work hard. Brothers and sisters, Christians should be the hardest workers. Christians should be the ones that you can depend on to get the job done. How many is filled with the Holy Spirit here today? How many is filled with the Holy Spirit? Christians are the ones that should be coming up with the solutions. Christians are the ones that should be coming up with the answers because we're anointed of God to hear from God. And when we give ourselves to that business, God anoints that business. Do you know when you go in and are employed, when, a, when you go into a business, you bring that anointing with you? Brothers and sisters, I want the world that doesn't know Jesus. See how hard you work, how dependable you are, how you don't cause any trouble. You're always finding solutions. You're always having a good attitude. I want them to see those good works and say, hey, what is it about you? I'm, I'm telling you, this Christian should be that. My dad taught me when you're moving stuff, get the heaviest thing. My dad taught me when you're working, be the hardest worker. My dad taught me when you show up, if you're, if, if you're, on, if you're at 8 o'clock, you're late. You should have been there at 10 till. Are y'all with me? Listen, slaves, I like that word. Obey your earthly master. Obey your employer in everything you do. Try to please them all the time. Not when they're just watching you. Somebody say, I've seen that. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of God. Fear there means respect for his word. Okay? Work willingly at whatever you do as if you're working for who? Now, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> oh, I'm staying off that. Some, some people, what I see them give to the Lord, don't do that. But, but people that really love the Lord, work for your employer as unto the Lord. As if you're working for Jesus rather than for the people. Are you all with me? Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance. Man. And that your master and that the master you are serving is who? It's Christ. How many say thank you for the word? Amen. So, so that's the community. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the last one. Offering yourselves as a living sacrifice to your employment is a spiritual act of worship. Offering yourself as a living sacrifice to your family. Offering yourself as a living sacrifice to your church. Offering yourself as a living sacrifice to God. The last one is how do we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to a friend? To a friend. How do I do that? How do I do that? 
Here's how you do it. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times, a brother born for a time of adversity. A friend's always loyal, and he's always there with you through adversity. Most important of all, 1 Peter 4, 8, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. A friend covers, bears with you, puts up with us. A friend is like a blood brother. A friend's always present. They are there. They're, they're there through the good and the bad, the happy or the sad. Here's the scripture. Proverbs 18, 24 says, there are friends who destroy each other. How many has had that happen? Oh, I love you. You're my friend. They destroying you behind your back. There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. A friend doesn't run out on you. They're steady. They're dependable. The prescription for that is Proverbs 27.10. Never abandon a friend, either yours or father's. A friend has your back. He'll bleed with you and for you. Proverbs 27.6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. A friend picks you up. Scripture for that is Proverbs 27, 17. As a man, sharp, a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Okay? A friend will lay it down for you and with you. They'll give you their life. And I close with John 15, 13. The greatest love that you can have for your friend or the greatest demonstration of your commitment to your friend is to give your life to them offer yourself as the musicians are coming as a living sacrifice unto the Lord amen Amen. well there you got it that's what's on my heart today that's what's on my heart today What I want you to do is I want you to just bow your head before the Lord. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, what, what's the Holy Spirit talking to you about today? Hopefully, here's something I know that if I speak something, I know God's telling me to speak, that he's speaking to your heart while I'm speaking. There's like two conversations going on. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? Whatever he's saying to you, you've got your insert. You can write it down there. Or you can pull up your phone and write it on your notes. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you, if anything? What's he saying to you? What's he saying to you? And the second question I want to ask you is, how can you practice what he's saying to you this week? Husband, what's that look like for you? Wife, what's that look like for you? Employee, what's that look like for you? What can you practice this week? What can you pull out of this teaching today? Children, what's that look like? What's it look like? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Joseph, you can bring that music up some. Thank you. Father, I offer myself today as a living sacrifice to you. Can you say that today? Lord, I just offer myself as a living sacrifice to you today. Lord, I'm willing to put myself out there for my work and for my family and my friends as a spiritual act of worship today. Amen. Lord, show me where I'm being selfish. Open the eyes of my heart to show me things that I need to see or things I need to hear. Conform me into your image today. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Can you say to the Lord, Lord, I submit myself to you and I humble myself before you. And I ask that my life would be poured out for you. Lord, I'm available. I'm open. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to do, ready to hear, ready to anything you need me to do. I'm ready. Lord, even if it seems like that it was a waste of time and it doesn't even seem like anything happened. Lord, you told me to do this to my wife. You told me to do this to my husband. You told me to do this with my kids. It doesn't look like it did anything. Well, Paul said it's just being poured out as a drink offering. It's a spiritual act of worship. Thank you, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In a minute, I'm going to have you all stand up. Um, If the prayer team would come today, if the prayer team would come forward today, if you need prayer for anything, if you need prayer for healing, if you're going through something you need agreement with, um, anything, anything, we're going to close this service with this song and a time of prayer. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap today. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You're dismissed in the name of Jesus. Come forward, receive prayer. God bless you. information and to stay up to date with what's happening in the life of Church on the Rock, please visit us on the web at cotrag.org. Thanks again for tuning in.